his social life It's the Darren Show The Darren Show Don't ask if he's single You already know Cause it's the Darren Show A simple name For a simple guy With a simple face It's the Darren Show Hello everyone And welcome to The Darren Show This month I have uh, A very special guest uh, Very, very excited to be talking to this guy um, You may know him now uh, as Freddy from the Circle, because that's who he is. It's Freddy. How you doing, Freddy? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me on. Yes, I was extremely excited. Honestly, the second I finished watching season one of The yeah. Circle, I was like, I have to get Freddy on the <laughs> podcast because this guy is amazing. Oh, thank you so much. I'm a bit crazy, but crazy is good, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so um, for those that that don't know yet, yes. but hopefully you will soon, yes. The Circle is a show in the UK uh, where it's a little bit like Big Brother. It's it's a social strategy game where uh, it's a bunch of pe- it's eight people initially yes. uh, who go into a big apartment building and they're isolated uh, with in soundproof rooms, which is very uh, important in Freddie's case. Me. I'm allowed. Very loud. <laughs> I'm a screamer. <laughs> and they, uh, the only way they're able to interact is via a social media platform that the producers put together called The Circle. Um, and you can pretend to be whoever you want to be in this game. You vote for who's the most popular. The, those people become influencers, and then they choose one person to block. And that's generally how the format goes. Am I, am I right here? Correct. Yeah, there's some twists and turns along the way, but that is the main format of the show. Correct. Yes, and I've been I've been talking about this show in the last few weeks. Uh, ever since I started watching it, I know that Netflix has picked it up yeah. and is going to do a season in the U.S. Uh, season two in the U.K. is currently airing as we record this podcast, uh, and I really feel like this show is building steam. It really uh, I just I started watching season one and I couldn't stop. Um, so if uh, if you haven't checked this out yet, you really should, uh, and then you can come back and listen to Freddie because. Because, uh, because he's awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, everyone ne- needs to check it out. It's um, it's a good series. I feel like there's Big Brother's been on for years in the UK, and I feel like it. That, you know, the UK television. We have we have Love, Love Island, which is extremely popular, and I feel like you know the circle that was filling the gap in the market. So um, it's exciting show, really exciting show. Yeah, I mean, the thing that that got me is that you know. I, I'm I'm a big Big Brother fan in the U.S. I also love Survivor. The thing about those shows that really attracts me is the strategy of the shows. Yeah. Um, and in the U.K., the, the Big Brother and in you know, Love Island, those shows like they haven't really grabbed me because there's too much audience involvement. It's not enough of like the people that I'm watching yeah. and like the strategy of the game. And I feel like The Circle is such a, a unique and interesting spin on a sort of strategy game. Um, so uh so that's that really grabbed me and I'm really excited about this show. Um so Freddie, one of the things I loved about you was that you uh from what I saw were one of the more strategic players in the game, more tactical players as you guys might say. Yeah, I was definitely tactical. I feel like I I knew that I was entering the game being um, someone who loved reality television before, watching games like Big Brother where people would sit back and say um, I'm not playing the game, used to really frustrate me because whether you're being yourself 
or someone else in a game, uh, in a game, it's still a game show. So, um, you know, you've entered the game, you've rolled the dice. So you either play it, play it strategically or you play it as yourself. So I decided that if I was going to go in for 100 grand, that I might as well use my knowledge about reality shows with it. Yeah, it's it's an interesting concept, the idea that you'd go in and because you see this and you're seeing it now on season two, that there are people that go in like, oh, I'm just being genuine. I'm not playing the game. It's yeah. sort of like going into like play Monopoly or something. And yeah. you're like, uh, I'm just being myself. I don't you know, I don't. Yeah, whether, whether you're cheating at Monopoly or you're not cheating at Monopoly, you're still playing that board game. And mm-hmm. that's how I look at these reality shows. There's a cash prize at the end and you've got to do what you've got to do to get as far to that money as you can or get as close to that money as you can. Yes, and that was another part that uh, uh, of, of you and your character on the show that I really enjoyed, which was uh, that you have such a brutal honesty about uh, yourself, other people, but but more importantly, yourself. Yeah. Like I, And that's one of the things I love about this show is that we're seeing like the inner monologue of people as they converse with, with others. And you were so great at that because you were so honest in your assessment of yeah. others and yourself. You'd be like, you know, this is really pissing me off, but you know what? It's probably just because they're on to me. They're right, which annoys me. It, it frustrated me because because I was, I was doing really well. Obviously, we was in there for just over three weeks. And obviously, my strategy was that I played um, a straight man purely for the fact that in day-to-day life as a gay man, I find it frustrating that I get prejudged before you know me. So I, I get called things like a gay best friend or, you know, uh, can you go shopping because, because I'm gay? And I, I don't want to go shopping and I don't want to be anyone's gay best friend, which would become frustrating. So I use this opportunity and the platform of the circle to be able to show my personality, which that purely was my personality, speaking about the things that I did, but compl- like be that opposite person in my sexuality, um, which... Uh, which obviously, you know, got me far in the game. Yeah. Is, is that, is that sort of like uh, that, that level of honesty that you, that you brought to it? Is that something that has always been a part of you just like, uh, like growing up? Yeah. I mean, I've always been honest. I haven't got a filter. Sometimes I say things and then think, oh my goodness, I can't believe I've just said that myself. So I, I, I do shock myself. I'm a very honest person. I wear my heart on my sleeve. And if I feel like I'm keeping something, um, from someone or, you know, have an opinion on someone and not sharing it with them, I find it quite two-faced. I feel the need to tell them. Um, and yet, no, I have always been honest. I feel like honesty is the best policy. And as long as, you know, sometimes I, I was brutal with it and I was a bit of a savage when it comes to telling people the truth. But, you know, I've learned now, as long as I'm nice with it, then there's nothing wrong in doing it, I don't think. Yeah, you had a you had a great conversation. Um, I can't remember his name now, unfortunately. Uh, guy, was it? Who? Sorry, was that the psychic guy? No, no, no it was uh, oh. your, the, the your brother, little bro. Little bro, oh, uh, me, what means Scotty? Yes, yeah. yes, you and Scotty. Where he, like he talked like how much he loved your honesty, but and he talked about like you could you could you could deliver it in a better way sometimes. Yeah. Though I loved that. I mean, I was twenty when I entered the show, and I think at the age of twenty, you do think you're like a fully mature adult and 
I, I quickly learned that that wasn't the case whilst in the show. And I either use the opportunity to not learn much about myself or, you know, you can really use the opportunity to discover who you are as a person. And honestly, from the three and a half weeks that I spent in the show to a year later, I can even look back and see how much I've evolved as a person. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So t- tell me more about the decision to go in playing it straight. Uh, what, so you how like uh when did you was there a moment in your life when you came out um yeah so i was i was around um i i was always as a kid i was always like running around in like princess dresses fairy dresses so my mum kind of like got that instinct i think as a mother i think they always had that instinct of you know who who their child is and when i was about 12 or 13 i came out to my mum which was young and then to the rest of my family and friends when I was about 14, 15. And yeah. it, there wasn't really a distinctive moment. I was, I was very, like, um, much comfortable who I, was, who I was as a person. I still very much am. That's not why I did the strategy or the tactic, because I didn't want to be gay or I didn't want to be not the person I am because I couldn't be more proud of my sexuality and the path that I've walked, 1,000%. But obviously, like I said, in day-to-day life, like all of us, we get prejudged. Um, me prejudging as well. I don't want people to think that I'm like this perfect person that don't subconsciously prejudge a picture or something like that. Because when you're in that show, you you quickly learn that one picture can have an impact on the whole time you're in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's one of the, again, one of the, one of the interesting things about the show is that it does provide an opportunity for you to, in some ways, experience what it might be like to, be be straight be a woman be yeah. you know a younger per an older person like uh whoever you want to be you get to kind of make like a little bit experience what life is like for them one of the one of the moments i really enjoyed in season one was was alex aka kate uh when he was uh the guys were flirting with him all the time and he was like is this what it's like yeah. like i can't just be friends with anyone I know. It, it, it was crazy. I think me and Alex slash Kate didn't have a great relationship in the years. Um, we were some, obviously, what, catfishing, and I clocked onto Kate's strategy quite quickly. And um, I somewhat tried to call her out of it. But on the on the outside world, me and Alex are probably the closest. Yeah. So so um, uh, let's let's uh, let's let's kind of walk through um, some of your experience here. What what was it that uh, that made you decide to apply to to be on this? I, mean, so I assume you either applied or you were recruited yeah. at some point. So um, it's a bit of an unusual story, really. I was um, I actually auditioned for um, Big Brother originally, and um, basically I went all through the audition process. That was really really well, and I got quite far. And um, Big Brother basically didn't work out. You know, there was something behind the scenes that happened and um, it just didn't work out. So um, the producer that was actually working on Big Brother at the time, really big big exec out here, um, then asked me to come in for an audition for The Circle. And I found uh, I had done the audition process, um, which was amazing, incredible. And I didn't hear for months... um, and then I heard like a week before going in the circle that I got the gig. That's awesome. That's yeah. cool. 
So what was your what was your thought? So you initially wanted to be on on Big Brother. Um, What like was that just uh, did you want to be on TV? Was there a particular uh, part of Big Brother that that appealed to you? I've always been an entertainer. Like I've always loved to entertain people, loved to make people laugh. I'm always the loudest person in the room and, you know, um, love the attention of, you know, creating an audience and allowing to, you know, be myself and entertain, like I say. So going on a platform, um, like Big Brother or, you know, other reality shows was something that I wanted since I was 18. I auditioned from for Big Brother since I was 18 and got further and further each time until I was 20. Um, and then, obviously, I auditioned for The Circle and got it the first time. So I'm a massive believer in the things happen for a reason. Big Brother wasn't meant to be for me. And The Circle was. Yeah. Uh, what was your what was your thought process when when it was described to you what the circle was and how it worked? Well, I was slightly confused at first because obviously there was like, you're going to live in an apartment. And I was like, I can't imagine it. And they was like, what would your strategy be? Because at this point, I still didn't know. They just asked me to come in for an audition. And then as soon as they said, what would your strategy be? I thought, I'm always prejudged. And this like game plan just like rolled off my tongue. And they was like, oh, we love the idea. Okay. Um, and then obviously, like I said, I didn't hear for months. Um, I didn't hear for a while because obviously, you know, it gets taken to people higher and higher and higher each time. Same, same process as Big Brother, very similar. And um, yeah, and then I got the call one day. That's awesome. Uh, so it's crazy. The calls, the calls like literally changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you, you're, you're on the show now. You were one yeah. of the original eight, which uh, seems yeah. to be important. Um, and yeah. And so how, like, how quickly did you start to, look at it like a game rather than, uh, you know, just like hanging out in yeah. a popularity contest? Um, I entered it. I, I entered it as a game from mm-hmm. the get-go. I knew that I was here to play tactical. I knew that I was lying about something and I'd be very naive to think that no one else was lying. Um, and I'm naive. I'm very, you know, head screwed on, especially for the age of 20. I was very aware of my surroundings so I just knew that I wasn't I wasn't going to be the only one lying so I knew that I had to pick up on things straight away and it was like day three I think that I clocked on that Kate Kate wasn't Kate yeah yeah you I mean again like I, I really feel like your your strength was um in some ways like the 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 empathy that allows you to sort of uh see where people are coming from who they are and and be self-aware in terms of uh your own your own presence um that like really you know you you clocked kate i think you you typically were able to read people and their intentions uh you know throughout the throughout the entire game which is very difficult to do in a game where you see a picture and you get some text yeah yeah i think what it was, it was that, that I could tell that this person was thinking about what they was writing because I would respond like that. And mm. obviously I was just changing my sexuality. So I didn't have that to think that much, you know. I'm not, I am a, I am a male, so I think like a male. And um, I just had to change from like a um, fancy men to fancy women. And that's, that was a clear change. And my answers were very quick, very witty. And Kate wasn't, didn't show that representation of, a female especially when she didn't know the band little little mix and she was the age of 25 and small things like that were just adding up for me um but I got to a point where 
I could have either focused on trying to get Kate blocked or focused on my own game plan. And because otherwise people would, people started to say that I was being nasty towards Kate and that's mm-hmm. what I wanted. I wanted to try and show that Kate wasn't Kate. And I was right all but you know what? Alex deserved to win. It was a very deserving winner. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's an interesting line to walk because, you know, in a game where there are people lying about who they are, you it can really it can be sort of deceptively enticing to be like, oh, well, the point is then to figure out who those people are and then oust yeah. them. Um, but it's it's not that it is a lot. Uh, a lot of it is a popularity contest, yeah. but it's also a game. Um, and so when it comes to games or popularity contests, there is a line between like when somebody is lying that that can separate them from the group. But the more and more you pointed out, like if somebody has done something wrong, if you keep battering on them, eventually they become the victim. And now you're the uh, the person on the outs. Exactly. And that's how it planned out for me and Kate. So I just took a back seat and, you know, expressed my views and, you know, was, was trying to turn it around on Kate than me. And, you know, people didn't believe Kate was Kate in the end, but she still managed to win. And I think she was the fine example of being Mrs. Popular. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the end is definitely interesting. But I, the the uh, the idea of, of a catfish, too, is interesting in the game because uh, it sounds very fun. It sounds very interesting. Like, oh, the, you're going to trick people. But I think time and time again, apart from perhaps one example now in season two, uh, the catfishes seem to have a really hard time. Um, Much more I think it's much more difficult than they anticipate. You know, you think that you could pretend to be somebody else, but very quickly you run out of material Mm -hmm. and it's hard. Like people are very good at just sensing what's genuine and what's not. And when you are pretending to be somebody else, you just don't have a, a whole, you know, you've lived an entire life that makes up who you are. Yeah. When you make some somebody else up, then that those that person is the culmination of maybe like a notebook's worth of material. Exactly. And that typically shows. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what that that's what happened in a situation like that. It was something that um with with, with season one, we didn't have any inkling of how extreme the catfishing was going to be. Season two had somewhat preparation that was going to be like catfishes full stop because it was a circle. They knew the concept of it. Season one, we bear ourselves as much. I don't, I don't believe season two, I think as a viewer, I love the show, but it can be a little bit frustrating to watch the catfishes not be so prepared because I think, you know, if you're going to be going in as a builder, Katie, I love Katie, I've been her since the show, she's a lovely woman, but if you're going to be going in there as a builder, you need to know how much a brick is, you know what I mean? And it was small things like that, that people didn't, you know, people didn't go in there being prepared. Whereas with my game plan, I didn't need to, I mean, I I obviously don't know much about football and I Mm -hmm. I didn't sip up with the football saga um however i didn't really need to have much preparation like because i wasn't becoming anyone but me do you know what yeah I mean? yeah you just you you changed one aspect yeah. of yourself exactly. um but the rest was just yeah. you which i think was it made it much more e- much easier for you to yeah. uh, to manage it uh even though it was uh, a little over the top at times yes savage i am I, I am someone that's extra i am someone that likes to you know, be heard and 
make an impact. And that's what I really wanted to go in and do. You know, at the end of the day, as much as I was myself, I really wanted to make amazing television. So I don't know if you think of my power to do that. Yeah. So tell me, why why did you have a picture of yourself playing football uh, (laughs) if you didn't know much about it? Um, Because I obviously knew that pictures were going to be on the platform, the circle. So I was like, I've got to prepare myself a little bit. I feel like I wear normally a lot of makeup or nights out. So I really pulled that in and restricted it and didn't wear makeup for the photos that I had going on the circle and I just was trying to think of greatest ideas how I could make myself look straight <laughs> <laughs> I love that so uh, I, I have I have some questions about how how this whole thing works. So why far, far away? Yes. Uh, so you are, and I watched Alex. Alex made a YouTube video that had that had some answers to, to some some questions. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, but uh, so so you're 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 in an apartment by yourself. Yeah. You know, pretty much the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the main question I have is in terms of the amount that you're able to interact with the other players um you know alex talked about it being like a little bit limited um but but do you can you tell me exactly like how much you're able to communicate yeah so you would um you you would wake up in the morning and um obviously start your day like a normal day and then you voice um out loud who you want to speak to that day and why so you'd probably speak to like um, you, you'd list like three different people out loud reasons why, and then you possibly could speak to them three people a day. I couldn't I couldn't ever start a group. I couldn't ever start a chat without um, you know running it by out loud. You have something called like a voice of God, which uh, all reality shows do. It's like, a, mm-hmm. it's like the Big Brother, but it's called Voice of God, and you just voice your opinions of. What, who you want to speak to that day and they then will give you the heads up when you can start that chat. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And then the, the same same thing goes for like a group chat. You'd... Yeah, they, they will say, they will say um, you know, um, Freddie, open, open the group chat. So then I'll be like, circle, open the group chat. So the voice of God is the circle. You don't interact with anyone. You don't have that, um, you know, it, it's, it's the big brother of the circle. You just don't hear it as the viewer. Right. Because you don't um, like to think out loud as well. So, like, if me and you had a conversation through the circle, you know, um, the circle will say, how does that make you feel? Or the voice of God will be like, how do you feel about this in a certain situation? You know, so you na- because you don't naturally you wouldn't sit there and think, oh, mm-hmm. I don't like Jenny. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah. And that's that's part of the brilliance of the show is that they basically have like diary room sessions right there yeah, in the middle do. of the conversation. That's exactly what happens, yeah. Yeah. Um so that that's interesting. So like you couldn't you cuz you know when I'm watching, you know, from from a Big Brother US standpoint, which is a very strategic game, yeah. um you know, my my immediate thought is always like, oh, there's a new there's a new play. Like I would be talking to everybody all the time, yeah. building alliances, yeah. uh, you know, making exactly. deals. Um, but it seems like that's kind of difficult to do because you have to be very uh, careful with you have to be very judicious with, uh, you know, who you talk to and, and what you say. Yeah, I think you have to be clever. So even when the people you want to speak to daily, it's all your thinking. Like, um, you're not, you know, the producers don't uh, make you say anything. They don't make you think a certain way. They literally, all they do is ask you who you want to speak to. And you've got to use your initiative 
of who the best person to is or like I'd be like if a new player was in obviously that'd be on my, my my first person on the list or like I'd be like I want a group of ch- like, uh, create a group chat with these people etc um I was very clever about it if I upset someone the night before I'd always make sure I apologize because obviously you want to be the most popular it's the whole point of the game mm-hmm. so uh w- what if you just said like hey I want to talk to to everybody individually would they be like nah that's it's too much yeah, of course, because obviously uh, there's 24 hours in a day and it gets cut down to an hour show. So you are limited how many people you speak to per day, of course. And you have to have a good enough reason to speak to that person that day. Okay, interesting. Um, so then another thought that I had was, uh, are you... Because I, I, was, I was interested in, like, why weren't there more, like outright deals made or like strategic uh you know certainly there were you know the you know you had an an alliance of sorts um but like my thought was like if i'm a new player coming into the game i'm i'm like uh, i'm reaching out to the most popular person and i'm making a deal with them saying like hey i'll rate you the highest no matter what uh if you keep me around you're never allowed to speak about ratings it's like talking about nominations so like um, you're not allowed to speak about the ratings you're not allowed to speak how you're going to rate someone like the circle physically wouldn't let you chat, uh, write that so you couldn't even physically write that um however when it come closer to the final me dan sean and alex all had a conversation separately and we basically said that we're going to be taking us four to the final mm-hmm. confirm that between us four they didn't air that obviously because otherwise the audience members would know that we was take we was carrying each other but we all confirmed that yeah yeah, I, that's definitely something I uh, I caught on to by the yeah. end. I was like, clearly these they have a final four right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, that's that's interesting. Okay. Um, so, uh, so you start to, you start to whittle things down, you get to the, to the end. Um, another thing that was interesting was this final sort of, uh, rating, um, where, uh, yourself, Dan, Kate, and Sean, uh, had to give each other one final rating. Um, (laughs) was there, was there a reason, were you not able to rate everybody one? Because that's Uh just immediately what I would have done not allowed to not allowed to. okay yeah not that makes to. you had to have diverse ratings that makes a lot more sense yeah not yeah it's because uh, otherwise we could all potentially have won we all rate together <laughs> right <a> one star <laughs> so so uh if i'm if i'm correct here i believe yeah. you rated dan and sean ones and you gave kate a two and i yeah. assume the logic was you thought that kate was going to be the lowest Exactly that, because basically what happened was the last ratings we had before the final ratings, it went myself, uh, sorry, it went Sean, myself, Dan, then Kate. So from no interaction with any other player about ratings, my head, Sean and Dan were my biggest threats because they was in, I was in the middle of both of them. And Kate was my least threatened player. Um, you know, she, she, she threatened me the least. Um, uh, standing in the way of that, me and me and the hundred thousand grand. Obviously, it didn't turn out like that because um, I rated Sean one star. She was my best friend in there. I did throw her under the bus last minute, but I came there for the money. I gave Dan one star and I gave Kate two stars purely for the fact because I didn't think she was going to win. Hand on my heart, I thought I bagged it. Um, but Dan obviously voted. We, we always have this discussion at four. Everyone thinks that I gave, I made Kate win. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I would say it was 
Jan that made Kate win. Because, 100%. Yeah, because he gave Kate five stars knowing that Kate was a catfish and having doubts that Kate was a catfish. So if Dan gave Kate four stars, I would have won. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, basically, the way Dan rated, Dan yeah. did not rate tactically. He rated yeah. based on his the people he liked in the house. And yeah. by, by doing that... He took himself out of contention and chose the winner, essentially. Yeah, yeah. It was from that moment on, he must have knew that Kate was going to win. I mean, he gave Sean five stars. Maybe he thought I was going to rate Sean higher. However, I feel like, you know, you're silly not to rate tactical. You're silly Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, I didn't, without sounding savage, I know these people before entering the circle. I knew there was a... 75 I, I knew there was a 50 grand price fund i didn't know that it was going to be these people in there you know yeah I, I i have far more respect for the way you voted than anybody else in that oh, final yeah. four because you, it's the only one that made complete sense and i, yeah. I know that alex rated two two one stars and one two star as well um and he gave one to to he gave his two star to dan um you know i i believe uh based on what he said because he felt bad about everything that happened yeah. and he loved dan um but but even that was like that was a little bit sort of emotional rather than like fully tactical which is what you went with um and you know coming it's 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 interesting the the difference in the audience uh i think between the uk audience watching the circle versus a potential u.s audience who's used to watching a show like survivor or big brother because on uh the 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 u.s big brother audience would watch that final four and they'd be like what the hell is everybody doing like what are you what do you mean what dan what an idiot what are you doing and they'd be like why is freddie the only person who knows what to do here i love that and that's why i love america because i feel like you you, got, you guys really know how to how a reality show works, whereas the UK like oh they we, we our heartstrings are pulled on, but I'm like I've got thick skin, you know. I thought everyone's going to throw us. How how did I know that no one else was going to throw anyone else under the bus? You know. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a little bit like uh, a, a little prisoner's dilemma right there at the end. Yeah, um, that's yeah. What I felt when I come out, not that at the time that I felt like I was in the, in a prison situation, but obviously I was like I'm, I kind of can understand how. A, a prisoner must feel in the way that they come out and like things have changed. I come out and I was, I was like, certain things have changed in my life. And I was like, this is b- bizarre, but it was amazing. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, so uh, unfortunately you did come in second. You were very close, very close yeah. there uh, to the win, but it didn't take it. And I, I can tell you, I, you know, I watched this just a couple of weeks ago. So, um, you know, I was not watching live, but I fully expected, again, coming from the U.S. audience, that you were going to be the audience favorite. I thought, like, yeah. by a mile, it has to be Freddie. He's by oh, far the most thank entertaining. You so much. Like, thank you. Uh, I was, I was pretty shocked that it wasn't you. Oh. Um, but, uh, but it was, Al- so Alex won not only the the vote at the end, but the audience vote. Um, yeah. And you know, I certainly don't know much about the audience at the time, uh, but I, I imagine. Imagine that there was a it was a lot of the compelling parts of, you know, him feeling guilty about Dan. And uh, and also, I feel like perhaps they did not anticipate that Alex would also win. Um, I think you can see through Alex's journey how stressed he is through mm -hmm. through, for the stress, whereas I didn't feel no guilt. Um, I didn't really feel like any remorse in the way that I knew that I was there for the game and I was there to be tactical and I was unapologetically me. Um, when it comes to the circle, whereas Alex felt 
horrendous and guilty. And in the UK, I was very, I am very much someone that is controversial and controversy will only get you to a certain point. A winner, uh, sorry, someone that in all reality shows or even like the X Factor or Big Brother in the UK, controversial people don't normally win. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I did, as soon as they said about the public file, I did think, I was shocked that Alex won both, but I didn't think that I was going to win that. Yeah. It's really um, I was controversial. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, th- I think I think it goes back and forth sometimes uh, with yeah. Big Brother US where, you know, sometimes it's like the really good person who's really likable will win like the audience favorite. Uh, but then sometimes it's like the the bombastic sort of uh, entertaining yeah. player. And, and you know what? The, that's the player that usually has the most success uh, outside uh-huh. of the, the show, too. Um, so uh, but it's it's so interesting how that final rating works, because. Yeah. In a lot of ways, it could be the least popular person that ends up winning if everybody's trying to play correctly, right? Yeah. Because you're going to rate down the players that are the the mo- the biggest threats, and you know, you have to give the you know the best you know ratings or rankings now um, to the players who are least threatening, um, yeah. and it could really, I mean. I keep thinking about how to game this if you are in the final four. Um, and it's so difficult because you need to be able to have a, a, a solid read on what the other players will do. And even then, it's very difficult to be able to anticipate like, OK, so if so, this person's going to rank based off of who they like. This person's going to rank tactically. If they rank tactically, what do they think I will rate and other people will rate? Because that dictates what they will rate tactically. And then it's very complicated. It, it, it is complicated, but I, I wouldn't change the way I ra- uh, rated because... For me, it was the game aspect that I was there for. Yeah, it, yeah, for it's sure. Difficult. It's difficult. You know, you don't know what other people are thinking. You're trying to work out what people are rating you. And at that point, you're just happy to be in the final. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me a little bit more about the... Uh, so, uh, throughout, this, throughout the season, Alex and Dan had uh, a relationship. And, um, and yeah. Dan, you know, talked about like, uh, you know what? It doesn't matter if you're a catfish. It's mm-hmm. going to be fine. I won't care. Um, but it's one thing to say that. Another thing to meet the person face to face and be confronted yeah. with the fact that uh, yeah. this is uh, this is Alex. And this is a great moment when Alex walks in. And Alex is like so like. <laughs> I think it was a nervous laugh. I yeah. think he was extremely nervous about entering that room. And and Dan is just like, Freddie? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone thought it was me, right? It's crazy, yeah. crazy. Um, but I will say that regardless of if Dan was angry at the time, if Dan was angry at the time or, you know, angry in that moment, we all kind of said to him, like, Dan, like, you was entering a game and anything mm-hmm. can, you know, anyone could have been we all knew that slow go. Um, we all knew that that was the case, and it, it proved that way. So I think at the at the time it was just sheer embarrassment that potentially he probably did fancy Kay. Yeah, uh, and and even just like just the I think feeling like you've been duped in in any way, yeah. like especially when you're on TV. Yeah, and it's a lot. It's a lot to handle in in the moment in a in a room when you can't escape from it. Like uh, it's a lot. Um, yeah. But I assume you you, ha- you held no ill will toward any of the catfishes. Absolutely not. 
Um, absolutely not. You know, we all, as a final four, absolutely adore and love each other. Um, Dan is an incredible person. Alex is an incredible person. And so is Sean. And we've all got each other's back, you know. And until, you know, Series 2's just come out, we was the only four people in the absolute world that knew what it was like to enter on day one and come out on day 23, I think we was in there for. Um so, you know, we've all got each other's back. We're all there for each other. And, you know, we speak daily. We've got our own little circle chat on WhatsApp and we speak all the time. They know I'm doing this with you guys. So um, it's something that we we love each other. We get each other and we we are just so grateful for the amazing experience that, you know, Channel 4 was able to offer us. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so you get off of the show yeah. What, what what has life been like? Your life has been changed, right? Yeah. So when I first came out the show, I um, um, met up with my amazing manager, and we I, I automatically knew that I wanted to bring a clothing range out. Um, it's something that um, I've been um, working on, but I've now officially become a brand ambassador for a clothing company called Stone Valley. They've got amazing shirts, um, you know, really cool prints that I was work work. Uh, War in the Circle, um, really nice shirts. And, yeah, it, it's an amazing opportunity that I've been able to live. I work alongside the company Pretty Little Thing, um, which is amazing, which is obviously huge in the U.S. as well. Um, I've been doing amazing podcasts, BBC uh, podcast, which was epic. I've also done things like pantomime, um, done personal appearances, and, you know, really been able to make – the full potential living out of this situation. I go to events. I've got like, you know, my, my schedule at the moment is just so jam packed still over a year later. Um, so I'm very grateful, uh, blessed and grateful to be given the opportunities. And, you know, like I say, I'm just working on being the best brand ambassador I can for Stone Valley at the moment. Yeah. Uh, are you interested in, in going back on, on TV at any point? I mean, definitely. Never say never. I'm someone that wants to continue to entertain. I mean, I've got obviously, like I said, I've got a very, very exciting year that obviously I can't speak about everything um, because things are very, um, you know, hush, hush, early days. But no, definitely. I'm definitely going to want to be on TV again. It's where I belong. I can't imagine myself working to a nine till five and to be able to make it work still over a year. You know, reality is very, very hard, especially in the UK, Mm -hmm. as you can imagine. And, you know, to be still able to do this and be a reality star a year later, over a year later, over my, after my show finished is something that's quite rare. And, um, but no, we're achieving it. Yeah, I mean, I you you need to be on TV as often as possible, in my opinion. Yeah, um, and you know, I'm you know, I'm doing things um, like panels, which is so cool. So I'm I'm doing a panel with a company called TikTok, which is amazing. Um, speaking about my experience with the circle as well. So no, busy, busy. I, I you know, I would I would love you know the ultimate goal would obviously one day to have my own reality show, but we've got to build a portfolio to be able to achieve them dreams. But we're we're on the road. We're on the road. Yeah. One of the one of the things I, I thought was interesting about the concept of the circle is that uh it would be so easy for them to bring players back. Mm. Uh and you don't have to have the stigma of of who you were before because you could yeah. just bring somebody back and have them pretend to be somebody else. I've had around 2,000 messages <laughs> over the last three weeks saying, why have they brought Richard 
in and not put you back in. But, you know, like I said, never say never. In the UK, they've done this thing called Ultimate Big Brother um, and they've done a Legends Week in Big Brother. So they've done a whole series of old housemates coming back and they've done a week of old, uh, sorry, three weeks of old housemates coming into a new new house, similar to what you said about, you know, if I re-entered the circle. Um, if I went back this year, I think it would have been a case of, you know, they would have got the, the oh, you're trying to make it into the Freddy show. Mm-hmm. So um, I think this year it would have been too early for me to re-enter. However, if I ever got the phone call, I'd grab it with both hands. <laughs> Do you think you'd be able to pretend to be somebody completely different? Yeah, yeah, I think I'd, I think I would. I think now I've got the taste of it and I know how tactical and strategic I can be. I didn't realise how clever I was. And, and I don't mean that in a big-headed way, but... You know, it even comes to the point where it was either blocking Harry or Precious, these two people, and I had the final decision. I could have easily said Harry because he was on to me, but then I had to stop and think in my tracks, hang on, hang on a minute, if I block Harry, he's then going to be more suspicious of me if he stayed. So I had to get rid of Precious. So mm. you know, I was strategic. I think, you know, I, I, I wouldn't obviously... I, I have got a ga- I've got a game plan in mind that I'm not going to be telling anyone, but... um. Yeah, no, I think it could work. Yeah, it's I, I my my brain is 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 like firing on all cylinders in terms of like how to how to prepare for the end game. Like yeah. it's it's almost it's almost like you want to be unpopular in the lead up to the final four vote so yeah. that anybody voting tactically will vote you the highest Correct. thinking that you're going to be the lowest uh but you still have to stay safe until then. It's very yeah. interesting. It's, it's, it's hard work. It's, it's, I didn't find it stressful. I'm going to be honest. Obviously, there was times where I thought, ah, it was frustrating. <laughs> I was screaming. It was, it was, it was, you know, um, not taking its toll on me, but I know it took its toll on some of the other players, like Alex, because um, it is a hard game to keep up on. However, I knew that I wasn't the most popular, but I knew Sean was going to be there to save me. Yeah, yeah, it's very important. Uh, have you always been a, a screamer? Because uh, you really did yell a lot. Yeah, I do, and I think basically the, with me, the, the the only the two times I scream is when I'm overexcited. My manager will tell you this: when I'm very <laughs> excited or when I'm frustrated. And they're the only two emotions that the circle showed of me. Of course, I'm not running around my flat 12 hours a day screaming. Of course, that's not the case. It's not the case in everyday life either. However, for an example, we was in a really posh hotel, me and my manager, and we just received the best news um, ever. And I literally stood up and screamed. And she was like, Freddie, calm down. Shh, don't scream. We was in a really posh place. And I was like, I can't help it. And I just screamed. So... Obviously, the circle is very intensified. They only ever showed me when I was excited or when I was angry. And both mm-hmm. times I do scream at them, yes. <laughs> and in very day life, I'm like that too. Yeah. Um, so uh, just t- tell me, like, because uh, I, know, I know for me, you know, I, I, I've, I've done a lot of these podcasts. I've talked a lot about um, how 
I, I am a full-time podcaster now. I have also hey, wow. escaped the, the nine to five. I love um, that. Yes. Um, and that, that for me has been very liberating um, and, and life-changing. Um, yeah. You know, uh, but, but you, you, you in particular, you were very, you're still very, very young yeah. in terms of, uh, you know, coming out of uh, school. Like, did, did you go to, to school? Did you have a, a career trajectory before this? Like, um, what is... So my, my story is a little bit different. So I finished school when I was 16. I went to college for a year and tra- uh, studied um, travel and tourism. And then I worked at a trampoline park from the age um, 18 to nine, 19, no, sorry, 8 to 20. And then worked at a call centre from 20 to enter the circle. And, um, you know, I also, prior to that, whilst working at the trampoline park and going to college, I also appeared on several reality shows which were dating segments. There were things like um, Dressed to Impress. Um, there was another show um, called um, Up Late with Rylan, which is a really popular presenter in the UK called Rylan Clark Neal. And he had his own like chat show, quite similar to Blind Date, but not Blind Date. Um, yeah, so I was all, I, I did kind of have. Not a foot in the door, but I did already have a little bit of a name in the industry. I had um, celebrity friends, so um, which obviously still my friends now. So I, I was always in with producers and stuff like that. So for me, it was all about timing, and I knew that I wanted to do it. And every exec or producer that I met for an audition said, you are and will be successful in the TV industry. However, it's just about timing. You know, at 18 years of age, looking back, was I ready for the career that I've got now? No. Um, yeah. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a very tough industry, very small and tough industry, and there are so many people out there to get you, so you definitely have to have a thick skin. But, you know, it, it, it was amazing. And, you know, I, I'm glad that the circle happened, happened for me because, like I said, I was clever in the way that I, before I went in. I knew that... Whether I make the final or not, I had to make an impact and I had to make good reality TV. I know that, I knew that slogans worked. So obviously going in there, I knew that facts or facts was always going to be something for me. I knew that that was going to work for me. Yeah. And even when Alex called me babe or Kate called me babe, I knew I had to jump on that straight away and said, don't babe me babe, because I thought that was going to branding wise work straight away. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's great. It's 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 interesting. It's it's almost like uh, like you. You you just you you were you were almost uh, born born into it like uh, you were just a natural natural uh, reality star. I feel like that's not something that we or that I at least tend to uh, to see in, in yeah. the U.S. It's you know we get a lot of young people on Big Brother, but young people in the sense of like early twenties right. um, and. You know, uh, maybe they'll go on the challenge afterward uh, and and become yeah. career reality stars in that sense, but um, but generally they just go back home. Um, so it's it's interesting, and and I'm, I'm very uh, this whole UK reality scene is very very interesting. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's it, reality is huge in the UK. I mean, you know, as you know, it's huge in the US as well. And um, you know, I I would obviously. You know, USA is obviously the biggest platform for reality TV. So if I ever um, had the opportunity to come over to the US and absolutely smash the game out there, I would. I feel I feel like as well, with me, with young reality stars, they, they want the fame. And with me, it's not that I want the fame because obviously I'd be sitting here and lying. But for me, it's more than that. It's the fact that I actually get to 
entertain people and I get mm-hmm. a drive off that. I get a natural buzz. It's like somewhat my way of being a comedian, but in a different as- as- aspect. Like I can't stand up on the stage and tell jokes, but I could assure you that if I sat down with within five minutes, I could, I could make you laugh or entertain you in, in some other way, you know? And that's yeah. what I've always thrived off. I've always, always wanted to do, do that. And I, you know, it, it's, a, it's a, it's the reality TV industry is, is tough, but you know, this, this year's cast is much older than last year's cast uh, mm. of, of the circle. And I think that's because I think they pitched and casted so well for season one that they needed to do something different in season two. Otherwise, they're going to be accused of just trying to copy the cast. The, uh, their casting has been fantastic. Uh, you know, Alex was great. All, all yeah. of the final four were great from season one. Yeah. Uh, and this season, they I mean, where did they find Tim? Like, uh, James is is great. Love um, James. He's playing Sammy. Yes. Great. i tell you who I else love. Ella. Ella is amazing. Yeah. Let me tell you something. To come in late and make the final week, it's mm. the hardest challenge in itself. And she's been the most influencer, apart from Tim, and not including Tim, she's been the most second most popular influencer. Yeah. It's it's interesting because there there really are two kinds of games that you play, I think. Um like one game is sort of what Dan and Sean did and what yeah. Ella is doing, which is, you know, Brown nosing a lot of yeah. people for the most part. Yeah. Uh, you talk to people, you get, you know, you, hey, you know, hey, mama bear, like, yeah. uh, hey, you know, we're, we're best friends now, you know, rate me high. Um, yeah. and, and that's, I mean, that, you know, that can be genuine, but it's also like, that's, that's the game too. And then there's also the more strategic part, which is something that we saw very recently on season two, which is uh, like actively and something that we saw with you in season one, like yeah. making alliances um, and, and, and being a little more tactical about it. Yeah. The show that goes out tonight in the UK, I saw a glimpse of it earlier and it is insane. Um, Sammy really, really steps up his, um, Mark and really, really starts playing tactically, which this is the exciting week for me. I don't mm-hmm. think there's been major fallouts. Like season one, there was a lot of arguments, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of arguments and a lot of, you know, Janelle walked out. Um, she couldn't cope with it. There's been none of that. And it's been nice because then at least we can, defin- uh, you know, divide both series, you know, and then not clash and be similar. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I mean, that's, I, that's what makes I think again it makes me interested in these shows and I think it's what makes them work is the uh, because they're because they're a game it yeah. it necessitates that there will be conflict at some point as long as people are there to win um, and that's that's why people like you and people like Sammy and whoever else like those people they are necessary um, and uh, and and honestly uh, you would have been entertaining regardless but you were still a mix of entertainment and strategy and and, and 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 again, like this this honest self reflection that I really loved. Oh, um, so yeah, uh, you know, I I, I hope uh, I hope I get to see more of you on TV at some point. Um, I I'm definitely interested, especially with uh, the US version coming to Netflix in potentially covering this show. So uh, if I do that, I would love to have you on oh to God, talk I'm about. Do it. Yes, um, uh, that w- that would be so much fun. It's exciting, yeah. It's, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I know a lot about the USA, but I can't say a lot. Um, I know that it's um, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. 
Awesome. Uh, all right. Uh, and anything else that you uh, wanted to, to talk about? Where can people find you? Uh, yeah, so my, my Instagram handle is um, at Freddie Bentley Official and Twitter as well. Uh, sorry, Instagram and TikTok are Freddie Bentley Official and Twitter is Freddie B. Bentley. So come and come and check me out. I know I have actually got a few um, American fl- fans as well. A lot of people auditioning for the USA version of The Circle um, did slide in for a bit of advice. So... I have a I have a friend who who covers Big Brother with me. He's been trying to get on Big Brother for a long time, and oh, I wow. told him about the circle, and I told him that there was an American version. He was like, "Oh my god, I have to be on it!" I was like, "I think you missed the." He was yeah. like, "Damn it!" Um, he'll be trying for season two, though. Yeah, good uh, luck him. As long as there is one. Yeah, there um, will be positive thinking. Yes, yes, exactly. So, so tell, tell f- final, final thing yeah. here. Well, uh, tell, tell me about your relationship with. You talked about like you're you're in a group, ch- a circle chat. Yeah. Uh, with with Alex and Dan and 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 Sean. Is is it the four of you or are there more? Um, no, there's the four of us. I only speak to the four. You know, we only we're only up close us four. I think it's hard to become close with people that you literally was only speaking to for two days. I.e., Christopher yeah. or you know Ryan. It's not that there's no bad blood between any of us at all. If I saw any of the players in the street, I would always say hello, like I would at an event. However, we've got just this spark and connection that. It's so rare to even come from a reality show in itself, but to be able to not even know who we are, who we were as people, but to be able to be such good friends. I see all of them at least once a week. Um, and we've just got this bond that's undescribable. We're, we're honestly friends for life. Awesome. Uh, can, what, uh, can you tell me more about the relationship between Alex and Dan? Have they... I, yeah, I know they, they they've sorted it. It's they're totally cool. They're totally cool. Dan gets it as a viewer. He totally gets it. And Dan is such a caring, love-hearted person that he's got the biggest heart and so understanding. So, um, you know, even if you've done something really stupid, Dan would still be able to forgive you or see the positive side of it. Yeah, and I I, I know that you, you're very close with Alex now. Like, how how has that relationship developed? Was it was it like what is it like to get to know Alex? having known him as Kate for so long? is it? Do you have to sort of restart or Not what really. was it like? I feel like he just, he, he got me in the end. Like as soon as we met in real life, we went to Manchester for a PA, us four all together. And, um, and he just got me. We both voted strategically. We both was different and we understood and respected each other's tactical voting. And yeah. we've got it. We're, we're both comedic. He got my sense of humor. I got his sense of humor. We, we rip, um, I was going to swear then. Can you swear? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we rip the shit out of each other on day-to-day life. And, um, and yeah, we, we, um, we, we just get each other's banter. It's, we don't take each other seriously. He's a good guy. He's a good egg. And I, I really am so happy that um, he won the show. Awesome. Uh, all right. Well, make sure you uh, you find Freddie. You follow him. Make sure yeah. you, uh, if you've listened to this whole thing, you still haven't watched the show, make sure you watch the show. It's great. Um, and uh, hopefully hopefully we'll uh, we'll talk more, Freddie. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. You've been amazing. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Parents asking questions. Parents finding out. Looking deeper, that's what it's all about. It's the Tyrone Show. So you.